Episode 80, The Rant. Naya Khan, high school official, daughter of officiating royalty, and advocate in the fight against cancer. Naya has had officiating in her blood. She is the daughter of Rachel Jones, a women's Final Four basketball official. In this pod, she discusses her own come up, her mother's impact on her, as well as the officiating community, and raising awareness through her brand, Conquer Cancer. All that and more, my conversation with Naya, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Roar Organic. Everything your body needs, nothing it doesn't. There's a reason they say variety is the spice of life. And with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors. Georgia peach, blueberry acai, cucumber watermelon, mango clementine, pineapple mint, strawberry coconut. Ah! Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just 2 grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code REFEREERANT, one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land code REFEREERANT. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Neat Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires, too. Enter Neat Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9 to 5, too. Listeners of The Rant can visit neattux.com and enter the coupon code REFEREERANT, one word, and receive 20% off your initial order. That's REFEREERANT, one word. Happy tucking. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref, with a special guest, Rachel Jones' daughter, Naya Khan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So... Uh, I met this young lady. Um, I got connected by her from a f- other fellow official, Nicole Robinson, who was, uh, for all intents and purposes, Rachel Jones was one of her mentors. Um, I also spoke uh, about her in Shanae Bernard's episode. And I also had my own interaction with Rachel at a camp about three years ago. And, you know, before I speak to you, I just wanted to tell the listeners um, how much of an inspiration she has been to the officiating community, especially on the women's basketball side. Um, I just remember my only interaction with her at camp was she was kind of giving me the side eye. I don't know what I was doing. I was kind of afraid what she was going to say because they were like, oh, Rachel's here. She's going to destroy everyone. And she had a lot of pointed advice, uh, but I hope that she's looking down from heaven on me, uh, knowing that uh, a lot of the advice that she gave me that that uh, that particular camp, I applied and, you know, I've I've gotten better as an official and, you know, I take it. Um, as serious as she does and you know hopefully that this podcast will will be something that inspires other people um, and remember her for all time so nonetheless Naya welcome to the show thank you for having me no problem so um, I wanted to talk about you and your journey Um, what did you play growing up Uh, did you play in middle school did you play in high school did you play in college what sports did you play Um, growing up I played like all sports like basically any sports you could think of Uh, middle school I played basketball I ran track and I played volleyball Um, I also played softball as well 
well, high school, I kind of stuck to track and basketball for college. I did go to college for basketball, but I stopped playing. Mm. So before you were even born, was was your mother uh, officiating already? Yes. Okay, so what I wanted to ask you, during that whole formative time of you growing up and playing all of those sports, you know, especially volleyball, basketball, um, what was your perception of officials while you were playing these sports and as you interacted with other officials outside of your mother? Um, yeah, it was it was a no talk back basis. Like just because I knew like um, the respect that my mom wanted to get from players, I just made sure if I, if it was a bad call or whatever the case may be, I'll just hand the rest the ball and I'll just go back on defense or um, whatever the case may be. Mm. So I have a six-year-old, and he's only seen me officiate, so I'm trying to push him into sports, and I keep telling him he's too young to, to officiate a basketball game. Um, <laughs> do you think that when, when you were growing up, did, you, did your mom kind of secretly, gently guide you into officiating, or she was really hands-off and just let you play sports and be encouraging while you were trying to participate in whatever to see what you would like? Um, she was hands off. She wanted me to focus on playing, but growing up, I'd, I would always go to her games and I would always be the one like, mom, I think you missed a call or that was a good call. So, so me doing that, then I, she was just like, you know what, Naya, once you get old enough, then you need to start refereeing for yourself. Mm. So, <laughs> oh, so she was, she was beefing on, on your critiques. Yeah, it's like any game, any game, she would always ask me like, "How you think I like? How you think I did? What do you think about that call? Stuff like that." Because I would always be open with her, and you know, critique her. But she loved it though. Do you think that her officiating style mirrored her uh, parenting style, or do you think they were not even the same? You don't recognize them as the same person. Hmm, that's a good question. Let me think. That's a really good question. I never thought about it. Well, I'll, I'll just I, I'll just tell you before that, um, you know, with my son, I like to mess around a lot. I like to crack jokes. And then, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll see me ref like a, a very high level basketball game. He's like, why are you so serious now? I don't understand. How come? And he's still trying to joke around with me because his Wi-Fi isn't working on his iPad. And I'm like, bro, I'm working. <laughs> I, I can't I can't do this right now. So I don't know if he can tell that you know my parenting style isn't mirroring that and you know I'll just I'll just even further say that by saying I feel like a lot of lawyers you know I know a lot of attorneys you know they treat everything like they're in the courtroom like they they carry that over with their personal life but you know officials are weird they all have different um, personalities especially on the court but you know for the most part we're adjudicating rules but that's not the same thing as parenting so you know hopefully I've given you some time to think about it so what do you think about uh, your mom um, so with my mom, yes, a lot of people, like a lot of her, like colleagues or even coaches, even players will say that she is, you know, very strict on, well, she was very strict on the basketball court, but she always made sure she kept the balance. So she'll call a call that maybe a player didn't like, but then she'll make sure she have that balance where, where she can, you know, not necessarily, um, break that player official I guess relationship mm -hmm. so I think she definitely did that with me and my brother like um, you, you have to have that balance you have to like as 
a parent and as an official. So I think it was kind of the same. I would say it would, she would definitely be the same. Mm. So um, after, I guess, that you were passing college and you passed high school and then now that you're, you know, more of a young adult, um, when did you start getting the bug to officiate? Like, when did you start uh, thinking about doing so? I think the first camp I went to, I think I was still in high school. It was probably the summer of high school. And I just went to a camp when she was um, there. She was working the camp and I just went with her. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like before I even left a game. I just went to that camp and it was pretty cool. It was a lot harder than a lot of people thought it would be and definitely thought like I thought it would be mm -hmm. but it was a great experience what made you think that it was easy and what what made you decide that after you had that experience at that camp to realize that it's super difficult to officiate well like coming from like a player mm -hmm. is a player is kind of you know you're you, you don't have that much structure I want to say like you that's your skill that's right. like your passion for refereeing it's like you have to be at this spot you have to make sure that all your mechanics are sharp you have to make sure that you're communicating with the table and your partners so a lot of people don't understand that um your three referees are working as a team a lot of people might think that you know you're a ref and then that other person is ref and the other person is ref but you're communicating with even the fans to let them know like what your call is mm. and you probably thought that it was really easy because your mom at, at that point while you were watching all this time she was already a master at it and she probably yeah. made things look really easy and you know you're, you're, you're basically seeing somebody that already learned how to ride the bike you didn't see her on the training wheels you didn't see her taking off the training wheels and falling off the bike you already seen her when she has no hands and she's standing up and she's performing in front of everyone <laughs> right so you probably got to the point where you're you got the training wheels and you're like yo i can't even do this yo my mom is real nice did you feel as though you uh, respected your mom even more of how deep she was into the into the game of officiating after you started doing it yourself definitely and especially seeing other officials like look up to her and the other officials the way they acted around her mm -hmm. like when i went to that first camp i'm thinking my mom is just a regular official but when i went to that camp and like the way people just like respected her and just acted towards her i was like wait hold on like maybe my mom is actually like someone so yeah um so, you know, when your mom went to that camp, was that something that persuaded you and it informed you to like, you know what, I want to get into this? Yes, definitely. Okay, so talk about your, your journey getting certified and then ultimately what was your experience like doing your first game? So um, I did get certified in Maryland because we were living there and um, I wasn't really... I think I was like out of college and I wasn't really doing anything. And my mom was just like, you just need to start refereeing. So I, I was kind of hesitant at that point to like take it really, really serious. But I just decided to just go to class and just take the classes and see how I would like it. Um, the classes were actually like harder than I expected it to be because it was like rules. And I had to know exact like all the rules verbatim and tests and stuff like that. Um, so then when I had my first game, 
I was definitely nervous, like really, really nervous. It was, I think, like a little rec game. Um, I did pretty well, though. Like, I, I did okay. Everybody just said that, like, I think I just needed my voice was, like, you know, timid. Mm-hmm. And then in my first season, I actually worked a varsity game. So then that's when I was just like, wait, maybe I'm good at this, too. And, yeah, it was it was a really cool experience. Don't tell me your mom uh, was there your first game. Was she there the first game? No, she wasn't there. Do you remember the first time she watched you while you were refing? I think it was probably one of... I think she only wanted to come to my varsity games because she was like, I don't want to go there and you're not taking it serious. And for my varsity games, I took it like more serious than any of my like JV games or middle school games. So she she came to my varsity game. Did she give you like a... Go ahead, sorry. What'd you say? No, it's okay. And then she realized, she's like, you know what, you're you're good. So she started, She I think only had like three varsity games. So then she she came to all of them. Mm. Um... Did she give you like a laundry list of things that you needed to work on, or was she like, you know, oh, no? Yes. <laughs> like, oh my. After after my first game, I think we went to we went out to eat. So I'm just thinking, you know, we're just gonna go out to eat, talk about regular things. She's like, okay. So I wrote down some things that you need to work on, and I was just like, Ma, we just let's just eat. She's like, no, because you really need to work on all these things. I was just like. All right. I guess at that point I knew like I was stuck. It was like, <laughs> that, that was our life. Like that was our relationship. Like we were after games. We were like basketball officials. Like we weren't mother daughter. Mm. Um. So that was that the moment when you started saying, you know what? Maybe I should start taking this super serious and get really yes. into it. Yes, definitely. And then what happened after that? And and I know that you're taking a break, but what ultimately made you stop? Um, so when my mom did pass away, and um, that was like, that was our thing. Like basketball was our thing. And um, it was kind of difficult for me to go back on the court knowing that she, I couldn't call her after my games. Mm. And so like, oh, this was a situation. Like, how should I have handle it or did I handle it correctly or even just like seeing her in the stands at my games so that's why I had to like take a little little break from it mm-hmm. but you plan on uh reviving it at some point yeah soon soon when do you think or you you don't know you'll 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 just come to that conclusion when you when you come to that conclusion I'm shooting for next summer because I was going to start this summer, but then I moved back to New York. So I was just in, like, in the process of, like, getting back to the flow of things. Mm-hmm. So next summer, I should I should start back. Um, another, another question I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you, if you could officiate another sport, which one would you consider officiating? Uh, um... A lot of people don't know. My mom actually wanted to get into boxing, like officiating boxing. I don't know why. I don't know what intrigued her about it. But I don't know. It seems, I guess, since she wanted to try it, I would try boxing. Yeah. No, every other sport seems kind of like boring. So. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I I do uh, ten sports. Uh, I do 
boys lacrosse, but I'm trying to switch to girls lacrosse. I want to see how that is. Um, cool. Boxing. That's crazy. Uh, I had a yeah. lead like four years ago on, on boxing, but um, never followed up because I'm thinking like, well, what do you, you, you got to wear that, like, you got to wear a bow tie and you're in the ring <laughs> and people are sweaty. I kind of, I don't know about that one, but maybe I'd consider it. I've done so many. Um, discuss other mentors that you've had other than your mother, especially in officiating. Um, any other officials that stand out and um, how do you think they've shaped, you know, the way you help other people, you know, just gener- in generally in, in officiating advice or, or life in general? Uh, another mentor. I would definitely say Heather Brown. Um, she she was a really good friend of my mom mm-hmm. and so like so personally and like refereeing wise like she's definitely been there for me um and she's um one of the people that i will go to when i want to start back refing mm. um it's kind of weird i don't know if a lot of people shied away to like mentor because they knew who my mother was mm. so there's like you know she doesn't really need anybody else helping her not like not um in a disrespectful way but like i think a lot of people weren't you know like you know let me mentor her because you know i have my mom no and i I get that i get that it was probably like i didn't want anybody else's advice either (laughs) so i'm Mm. like no my mom knows everything i'll be fine with just my mom right but do you think that you're very similar in your mom and in certain characteristics or do you think she had a different personality in comparison to you I think we were very similar, mm. very, very similar. Okay, so then I, I'm assuming that you could probably, you know, as you resuscitate your officiating career, you can probably color a lot of things that you're going through by thinking, um, what would your mom do? You know what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, Heather is also a, a really good person in your corner. So, you know, I, I can't wait for the day that uh, you get back into it and uh, we start officiating together. Now that I know that you're... Uh, going to get back in it. Um, so I wanted you to discuss briefly about your your brand Conquer Cancer. Um, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know on the show because I haven't really spoke about it. I lost my mother to cancer uh, a little less than 10 years ago in 2011. Um, I lost her the day after my 30th birthday. And, you know, it's, it was a real hard thing for me because I never, you know, envisioned the life where my mom and dad wouldn't be together and and that they wouldn't have each other. It was like kind of one of those things where I never worried about them because they always had each other and it was self-sustainable. Never thought that I would lose one preemptively and then I would have to take care of the other one. Um, and, you know, it, it doesn't really sit well in my mind. I'm just able to coexist with the pain. But I'd say about three or four years, I was kind of lost because, you know, cancer is something that I think everyone should be aware of. Um, and, you know, you have to really appreciate you know, everyone in real time, not take anybody for granted, smell the roses and the flowers while they're uh, still alive, because you never know when somebody gets struck with cancer. It's a terrible thing. So, you know, I really, I really respect that movement. And I I believe that movement that you're doing. So just talk a little bit about Conquer Cancer, what the inspiration was, what the development is, and where you see it going in the future. Okay, so I started when I was a sophomore in college and it started with just dad hats um i was just sitting in my dorm and i just wanted to just do something for my mom 
in honor of my mom. Even like my mom was still here, but I just, I just loved her so much. So I wanted to, and I saw how like how strong she was and like the pain that she was going through. So you probably like you know mm-hmm. the pain that you go through like oh, yeah. when you have when you have cancer. So I just wanted to do something in honor of her. So I started with Dad Hats. Like Dad Hats was like a really big trend um, when I started it, and then more recently I um, did t-shirts and hoodies. I also have long sleeves. Um, The inspiration obviously was for my mom, but it's also for anybody who has felt any hurt from this like horrible disease because like it takes lives. Mm. Yeah, and I I think that, um, you know, aside from the person that's suffering, um, sometimes they leave behind so many people that care for them, right? And you don't really realize how much uh, somebody means to you until they're gone. And on top of that, you don't realize the outpouring of support, you know, somebody has. And, you know, you see the, the after effect of it and they don't get to see that. And that's why, you know, to me, it's important that um, we raise cancer awareness that we uh, and, and just don't take people for granted. Would you agree? Yes, I I would definitely agree. Uh, so how, how can we find some of those dad hats? I, I need some dad hats that say Conquer Cancer, and I also need some hoodies and, and T-shirts. Where can I find more information about Conquer Cancer? Um, so if you have Instagram, you can follow uh, my Instagram, which is conquer.cancer. And um, there are some on the website. If you don't see your size or if you don't see a color, you can definitely DM me and um, I'll definitely send them out to you. Mm. Cool. What's uh, what's the website aside from Instagram? So the website is conquercancer7.bigcartel.com. Cool. And you can see a whole bunch of variety of things. And, and just to reiterate, you can uh, get different colors if you just DM her. No creeps, though. No creeps. Because <laughs> I know that there's a lot of creeps on Instagram. Um, after everything that you said, uh, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it takes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a person, as a official that's about to restart? Uh, just how you are in life. What do you think of the attributes that it took to get to where you are? Um, I would say trust, like trusting yourself because my mom was my biggest supporter and biggest critic, like I've said before. So doing anything when she was alive, I always had her backing. I always had her support. So now that she's not here, I just have to trust in myself. And um, even for you, just trusting yourself, trusting your gut. Um, for anybody who has lost anybody that's like um, special to them or close to them or their supporter, you just have to trust yourself and just know that regardless of anything, they'll be proud of you. Mm. And what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go? And ultimately, where do you want to go in life? And um, ultimately, if you do start officiating, where do you want to go with that? Um, it is going to take persistence. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take like me just staying focused. I actually, with my with my business, I want to start running camps and tournaments. So um, for players and for also 
officials because my mom she mentored people and she had camps and she had classes so I just wanted to continue um, her legacy in training officials but I also want to do both sides mm-hmm. so I want to have a camp for players and also officials that's really cool definitely stay in touch with me um, in terms of all of that stuff especially like when you decide to ultimately ha- um, hook up with Heather Brown again uh, you let me know because I, I know a couple of people that would be willing to help as well especially from where you are uh, in New Rochelle um, two final questions that I did want to ask you um, if you could discuss one thing about your mother that no one knows as an official um, and also how do you want your mother's memory to be remembered one thing as an official hmm. or just anything that that um, that you know about her that um, people would find surprising did she read like 500 books in a year uh no she was she was actually like pretty handy like she was a really really handy person um before she got into officiating she actually was an artist and like in our house we had like tons of sculptures and stuff like she was a like a real artist like she worked in a art shop and everything like Mm. um she actually redid our kitchen and our bathroom and my room so she was a very handsy person. Um, and did she end up continuing to do sculptures and all of that artwork while she was officiating? Kind of on the low? She didn't do artwork that way. She actually started, when she started her um, like mentoring um, company or brand, she started um, making shirts. Mm. So she was doing like any visual stuff or like the shirts themselves she mm-hmm. actually created the logo she actually did logo for it yeah and i i can relate to that because you know my whole website refererant.com is is really more so um my love of writing and you know i just so happen to find um i guess a subject matter that's um not really talked about officiating and if something that i do is it was a good you know easy transition for me to speak on because you know i don't really like writing about myself so I thought that this was the perfect way and, you know, it's, it's doing really well. Um, I'm happy you're going to be a part of it. And, you know, just to reiterate, what was that? Um, how would you want your mom to be remembered in terms of her legacy as an official? Mm. I don't want her to be remembered as a mentor <laughs> and she always wanted to help um, empower women in officiating. So definitely around that, she always wanted to help anybody. That's why she was so hard on you at camps and she's so hard on everybody at camps. She always wanted to see younger officials succeed. Hmm. And how about, um, what was your what was your best moment um, watching her officiate? Do you remember what that was? Um, the final four. So she wasn't technically on the floor. However, she was the alternate. That was definitely like the proudest moment for myself to see my mom on TV at the final four. Mm. Um, and also she did help them with one call. So like, that was just amazing. Like. 
how many officials do you know that went to the final four? Uh, your mom and a couple of people at the same camp where she roasted me at. Yeah, that was that's about yeah. it. <laughs> right. So, so out of like thousands of officials, like I'm definitely proud to say that my mom went to final four. Mm. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm proud that she yelled at me because her spirit lives on through my officiating. I know her spirit definitely lives on through everything that you do in life. I wish you the best of luck and. You know, I hope that this becomes a good friendship and we can stay in touch. Is there any final words that you want to say before we part ways? Um, I would definitely say thank you. Um, and also, like, this podcast is is really great. A lot of people don't hear from referees, especially as players. Um, you don't see... Do you think referees are just, like, these these robots so mm-hmm. you bring in light you bring in light to referees and seeing that like we have emotions um <clears throat> and this is a job that people really have passion for like this is a this is a great podcast mm. i appreciate that and for rachel jones for naya khan ralph the ref this is the rant we are signing out peace